he said that um, you know on Figma where people create templates, right? And then you go duplicate it and use it and all that. He said that's open source. Right? That's kind of like because open source, you know, it's just giving back to the community. So you have people duplicate. I was just excited about the fact that someone was doing stuff out here, right? And sometimes, you know, in our own space here in Nigeria, right? Only a few and most are not very consistent, right? But I think you're actually doing great stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good, that's good. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So welcome to the pod. Uh, this is Not Just Design Podcast. So basically, you know, I've sent you so many emails. First, let me ask you, how is my writing, my emails? How is my writing? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm not sure I'm the best judge. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Any judge is good, be sincere. I want to know if it's, tell me from a scale of one to five, one to nine to ten, how good okay. is the email? Okay, I, I, I'm not sure I'm going to use the word good or bad to describe. I'm just going to mm-hmm. use a particular word on my which oh, yeah. I would say friendly, friendly, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know whether you've seen my tweet anywhere or you actually you follow me on Twitter or I don't know, but I just know that the first uh, email you shared with me, right, used that particular line, like, um, uh, Margaret certainly didn't see Spison um, yeah. <laughs> coming, Sebet coming, or Sebet actually didn't see Margaret coming. And also, that actually struck a chord because I know I've tweeted that and that had, that's actually from Series C. Yeah. So I was like, this guy probably knows me somewhere. So <laughs> that's, of course, established relationship. So good or bad is usually within the context of, uh, yeah, people do have their own metrics for you know, uh-huh. saying something is good or bad. But I wouldn't just say bad in the context of maybe there were grammatical errors or no, no, I wouldn't judge. In fact, the fact that you were able to establish a common ground and I was yeah. able to connect it. You know, like, I've tweeted this. This person knows me so much. So I was really interested, like, okay, that line that every other thing you said, right? So like, okay, we have a common interest. So it doesn't really like, oh, this guy didn't greet me or stalking me. So yeah. You had established a common ground and I related it to this that. So for me, I think for me, it was... That was, that was cool, right? Good, yeah. good, good. My head is sweating right now. Oh, but you still have answered my question. So where exactly do you... Do you follow your Twitter? Because I'm not sure I do your So, here's the thing. I finished watching C in January. So, for people listening, the podcast is starting. It's about to start. Just chill. So, I've been watching C in January. <laughs> and yeah. I have been so much interested. Like, the, the plot, the play, everything makes sense. And then, when I spoke to UK, uh, I spoke to Mary Blessing, I was like, I need a designer. I need someone to talk to about open source. You know? She's my guy, right? So, she's my like accountability partner. Like, she talks about open source all the time. I'm like, how do I contribute? I've been working in a team for open source for like two yeah. plus years. And she was like, hey, let me connect you with Kingsley. So, you know, I have to go do my due diligence. I've never heard of her Kingsley <laughs> before. And I'm like, who is this guy? So I went out and I started doing research. And I, like, I was like, okay, who's this guy? I went to your LinkedIn. They're just basically due diligence. And I now saw your tweets, right? About yeah. Maga. Maga didn't see, like, um, Sibel didn't see Maga coming. And the thing was like, exactly she didn't see it at all she anticipated <laughs> every other person's move she didn't anticipate that margaret was going to kill her and i was like ah open she never believed in her life that as sister probably she I she think. believed that she if it would have happened she would be the one to do yes it, not the other way around not the other way around she thought margaret was too weak and to like you know just ill to do it she didn't see it coming and i was like ah shit. this this particular suite is the tweet i would use <laughs> 
And I, wow. I, I just cross my finger and I hope it works because, you know, there's a line there. If I had gone too far, I would have like, this person is stalking me. <laughs> it's cool. It's nice. Um, well, it goes to say people just go like, of course, people stalk me on social media. I do that, but not in the bad uh-huh. way anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel, I feel. That's cool. That's cool. So, yeah. welcome to the pod. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Naruption. They also have their own podcast. Link is in the description. So, in today's episode, we want to discuss about how you got started with open source. I I don't want to ask me personally. For me, this podcast is, is selfish in a way because I generally just like to talk to people that I find interesting in the design space. I don't know anything about open source in designing, right? I have been designing for a company which is also open. They have open source projects and I've done work on them for over two years. But I don't know exactly how designers contribute to open source that you can then you leverage on it as an opportunity or even come out to say, oh, I'm doing open source. All I know is I work for these guys. I design. I love the project. They go live. My name is there on the projects. I use it in my portfolio. I'm able to share it. Is that not all there is to, you know, designing for open source? Like, it's being more. Well, um, based on the fact that you've been doing open source activity for like two years, I, I think we should reverse our positions, right? Okay. No, no, no. It's different, then. It's different if I know what I'm doing. It'd be like you did play ball for streets, but like, you know, you play ball for streets for like two, three, street, four months. Exactly. And then you can't go pitch. For like one week, you even know what you're doing. You will just be, <laughs> be lost. So that's what that's what um, it is for me. Oh, for those listening, of course, my name is Kingsley Badjog, and I am actually a UX designer, user experience designer. So, and uh, contributing currently to Chaos Africa. Chaos is community health um, analytics open source software. And so, um, what we actually do, I'm just gonna start the first, then what, then probably just you know. Uh, go back to your question. So what we do at Open so, uh, Chaos Africa, Chaos Africa is just a chapter of chaos, right? Chaos Global. So Chaos Africa, what we do is actually create metrics, right? So just like the name implies, community health analytics. So we help create metrics that help, you know, other open source communities in Africa, right? So when you think of health, not really in the context of um, your biological um uh, well-being right now, but it's more like probably the biological well-being of software, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all that. So creating metrics that helps, you know, these communities thrive and do better. So so going back to your question, so how did I start contributing? So surprisingly, I haven't really been up to a year in this space, mm-hmm. you know, intentionally, perhaps, I don't know if there were things I was doing before now, because I, I think... Um, Based on research and some of the research I've been doing recently, maybe there are some stuff I've been doing in the past unknowingly, which was actually contributing or giving out to the community, right? Which are some of the things I was still sharing in the course of this conversation. So um, so I started contributing somewhere, I think July last year. And before, before July, I've been doing my little background, you know, research on open source. You know, of course, like I believe you're a designer too, at least yeah. from the last, the this thing that I listened to, I sort of picked that you're a designer. So you know that there have been um, uh, these old, you know, buzz about, you know, constantly one way or the other on Twitter and all that, people talking about open source and all that. So it's like, oh, well, what is open source? What is open source all about? And I just have a couple of guys in my space, maybe not like my primary contact, but yeah. secondary contacts. 
you know, that in my space doing the whole open source stuff. Like, um, so what exactly is this stuff all about? So I've been looking it up all, you know, just like the same issue every other designer face. I didn't really know how to approach it. So I think it was a lot more defined um, from the aspects of developers. It looked more like a developer thing, right? Yeah, and that's what it felt like. Yeah, which is also one impression I'm going to correct, you know, uh, as we go, go on. So, like, um, that's what the ecosystem make, makes it look look like anyway. So, I think I stumbled to just uh, fast track. I, I stumbled on uh, Root's article on LinkedIn, Root Ikenga. Um, they're also active on Twitter. You should know Root. You know? Yeah. Um, so, so, I stumbled on an article on LinkedIn and... Um, I read the article, took me to our blog, and I, I connected it out on LinkedIn and messaged out on LinkedIn, like, come on, I saw your article and I really want to. And I think that also happened at the time where I had completed a contract project and I had maybe some spare time anyways, and I wanted to, you know, mm -hmm. do something. So I really want to figure out and start contributing, giving out back to the society. So fortunately, I would say, because after we had the cover, after the old like, scenario and everything, we had a conversation. She said, usually, she doesn't really reply immediately on LinkedIn because she has gets a lot of messages. I was like, wow, lucky me. So you replied immediately when I messaged. So a whole lot of conversation. What was what's chaos like? like? I know Chaos Africa is a branch of chaos. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Tell me, what kind of projects do you guys handle? What do you do? Okay, so like I, I said, uh, I was sitting here clearly. So I said, um, so chaos, you know, no, I, chaos I, heard, Africa. I heard you. You said yeah. it's like it helps management for yeah. softwares, right? What's yeah. practically, what's that like? Okay, for example, let me just use this as an example. Currently, we are working on a project, you know, we tag um, events, badging, website, actually. So, but then... The whole idea of events badging has been going on and on. Now, one of the things we do is assigning a diversity and a inclusive badge to event owners, right? So let's say I am actually organizing an event. I want to put up an event and physical or virtual. virtual could be virtual or okay. online, right? So is that event inclusive? understand so inclusive we're talking about accessibility and yeah. all that so as a designer you kind of like start factoring in even physically challenged can i get access to your you know the events you know and mm -hmm. all that what other factors a whole lot of factors and all that so now when we talk about creating metrics you know to analyze events and all that so event owners you know submit information send information about the events so we have reviewers you know in chaos right reviewers go through you know, your events, the, the information you've sent, because we basically have questions we ask. That's been happening going on on, on on GitHub, right? So event owners, you know, submit, you know, their data and all that. So we have reviewers, review, go through these, and at the end of the day, you know, um, we assign you a badge. So you may be qualified for a gold badge, depending on, you know, some of the criteria, the metrics you've met, if the events diversified, inclusive, accessible, and all those other factors. These are like the health we are talking about. We are saying it could be a gold badge, a silver badge, you know, and, and there are different categories, right? And of course, just like um in game, right? If we play games, you notice that maybe as you, you know, go to each level, probably you get certain badge, you know, that gives you access to certain stuff and all yeah. that too. So this badge now you can use it to either apply for certain things or give you access to certain things online or offline. 
right? Mm -hmm. So because this is also recognized. So this is just a part of what we do. There are several other projects, maybe most of which I can't really talk about here, right? So several other projects going on, right, simultaneously in in chaos, right? Understand. So, but at the, the core of what we do, like I said, is that you know we have a lot of open source communities, a whole yeah. lot of open source projects out there. So chaos is actually doing one unique thing to ensure that, you know, for example, understand, let me just use this perhaps to be able to relate more to it. So now I am actually the maintainer at chaos, uh, the design maintainer at chaos Africa, right? So let's just say um open source Africa, which you know very well. Right? Yeah, Oscar. You know, yeah, Oscar first. So open source Africa now, right? So maybe I believe they have their design team, right? And they have stuff going on. So one of the things I can do, or I am also doing currently at Chaos Africa, is coming up with metrics to better manage and organize a design team. Okay. So one of these are some of the things I'm doing. So based on the metrics I've come up with, based on some of the things I've tried, I've experimented in Chaos Africa, and it's working, right? Now we can actually model this to other open source communities, other open source, you know, equals uh, this thing, communities yeah, in Africa and beyond. So that's just a little bit picture, you know, into what chaos is all about. There's so much more, but this is kind of like the center of what okay. I don't know if it kind of like makes sense to you. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Let me let me try to rephrase it. More like you guys, right? You have open source projects that you are working on. So now yes. you use from that open source projects to acquire, let's say, data on how to you know improve other ones. So with that data. If there are other open source projects in Africa that other founders or people are creating, you can contribute to helping them maintain it as well. So it's exactly. like it's like a self-sustaining system where what you learn from this new project is what you use since you're a maintainer to improve the other projects. And exactly. it, it keeps alive all the other open source projects that can come up within yeah. Africa. Exactly. Exactly. So of course for case Africa, we are focused on yeah. uh, African. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Makes sense. Makes sense. So um yeah, so I, I think um that's kind of like um of course when you dig deep there are a lot more, but just you know, just basically what Scales Africa is all about. So I don't know if uh, mm -hmm. I answered makes that sense. question. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Tell me, <laughs> tell me first, right? The metrics, what yeah. kind of metrics do you guys use? You know, now I'm learning because if I go back to work now, I would want to use this. Like, what kind of metrics do you guys use as the design maintainer, right? What kind of practical like metrics do you guys? Let's just keep the word metric aside because okay. some persons, you know, listening to this are like, oh, these guys are going technical again, or what exactly is metric? You okay. know, and, you know, we're talking about centimeter and millimeter <laughs> yeah, and all these things. So, um, the metrics there is actually uh, just call it an idea, right? Mm -hmm. So um, now I'm going to explain this whole thing via this uh, route, more like um, before I joined open source, right, and started contributing. I, for one, had these whole, whole lot of pain points when you speak as a designer, <laughs> a whole lot of challenges I, <laughs> I had personally. I'm saying, how do I contribute, right? What's this project that is even about? I recall joining KS Africa for like, I think the first month, I didn't know what to do. So I just oh, like man, I think their banner, their web banner, their hero session needs to be redesigned. I, I just jumped on Figma and just started doing my own thing. First, maybe because I didn't understand the project, which is also one thing I always say that for you to start contributing, you have to spend time understanding the project. When you understand the project, you always know what to do. But let's just keep that aside. So 
you know, I had issues, right? I didn't, I didn't know what to start. I didn't know what to do, right? So what is actually, what's going on? What are the active projects? What can I do? So now when I took a time, you know, of course, discussing to with the maintainers, like, of course, Roots, you know, and of course, other, you know, um, contributors on the project, you know, joining community calls, I got to understand the project better. And one of the first things I did was to create a Google Doc. Okay. Right, a document. Now, a document that, in my own way, how I was able to understand the project, right, and how I can also communicate to designers, right, because of course developers they may not really have issues. Probably they are familiar with GitHub and they just jump on and start doing their stuff. But now, some designers up to this point really don't really see the need for GitHub, right? And here you are, they just want to contribute and probably your we start talking about GitHub or one of that stuff, or maybe, so how the questions were, I had some questions and based on how I understood the things that were going on, I started putting them down on the document. And personally, I, I now decided to pin the documents to the design channel on the open source community. So now what happened was that best of, best of what I understood about the project, I put it down there. And, and now I also made it open that any designer that joins, by the time we are done onboarding the designer, and if you also feel that you have a certain understanding about the project that probably wasn't in the document while you read the document, yeah. you now go there and add your own part to the document. Understand? Okay. So by the time all this stuff is done, right? Understand? So this particular, this sole exercise now could be considered a metric, like an onboarding metrics, right? Okay. Where you discuss, right? You discuss with people. Before I come to maybe a decision or a conclusion in a particular matter, mm -hmm. I'd probably be able to have, have made a sample, a sample of you know, data or collection or talk to designers, which are also some of the things I've done. Know their pain points, right? From their pain points, I now get an idea on how I can solve that problem. So that's actually how you come up with metrics. Not like we have uh, a particular, uh, this thing seated there, maybe someone just decide oh this is a particular metric you should use to do this no okay. by the time even currently there's actually a survey going on so what we do is we just take a survey it could be the issues designers face you know yeah. when they join open source community or what they can contribute so by the time we get this feedback you know of course analyze the data and all that we are now able to like okay some people have issues maybe joining they just go to Figma and probably there's no design system and everything is scattered mm. and all that. They can't contribute. So we can develop a metric from that and probably just tag it, tag an end to it and all that. So mm -hmm. the metric is just an idea, understand, to solve a particular issue, a particular problem, right? In the in open source space. So is it like is it like when I when I join a team and they want to like hey, this, this is an example of something I did recently. So yeah. I joined I joined the team recently and then the task was to carry out UX audits on UX depth. So they designed without a designer. So there's a lot of like UX depth here and there, some things they miss here and there. So that was I created a template to that everybody can keep track of. Okay, this particular button needs a hover states. This is the kind of user that would see this button, a regular user, whenever they are signing up. This is a kind of problem, is a UI problem. It's a low effort, high value problem. So I just created that template and I used it. Now that template, I can use it at work and I can also share it out to other people. Would you say, mm. since people face that problem when they join the company where they don't know how to track UX depths, you say what yeah. I just did 
is very similar to what chaos designers. If you look at it, the the bottom line of what you just did is solving a particular problem, right? Yes. Understand. So you could you call it UX depth or right. Yeah. So now this the metric could just be um uh, maybe how to resolve or approach UX steps, right? Mm -hmm. And someone now click on maybe it could be a link or something. And what the person sees is the documentation of what you've done. Yeah. Right. So now this person can now take the information, the insights, right? Or the data, all the things, the elements you've created, and now replicate it in his or own community, right? Mm -hmm. And we'll still get the same results. Understand? Because um you've been able to create more like a template, like you also you yeah. to call it a template. You've been able to create a template. So a template, of course, is more like I just tweak it to what suits me, right? And I'll still end up getting the same result. Understand? So yeah. That's just it, actually. So that's what metrics, you know, that's just the whole concept of metrics, creating metrics for, you know, project, you know, how um, they put within, of course, and without, yeah. Must I use GitHub? Must designers use GitHub when they're doing open source? <laughs> okay. Um, I think I just kind of have some little story tied to all these okay. experiences. Uh, Please give that's me how I also speak. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I think I recall, um, um, I recall attending a particular design conference in Portacot and um, a world uh, some years back. And um, Wait, do you say Portacot? Yeah. You say Portacot? Hey, <laughs> I'm Bobby. Don't mind me, Jerry. I have one Portacot friend. This is just a challenge. I have one Portacot friend that always comes around. You know, I, every time he comes around, he's always playing all these Portacot guys when they are singing their song now. You know, Abubi, we are you? Who goes with you? So, if I hear anybody say they are from Portacos or they live in Portacos, you know, I just start, you know, start hyping their songs while I ask them about their bullet. Yeah, bullet is nice. I've seen Portacos for a while, but I don't really vibe the whole slags. Ah. <laughs> Where do you stay? Me, I stay in Eiffel, in Ocean State. Okay, okay, okay. Oh. So, Back to the why most designers use GitHub? Yeah, most designers use GitHub. So, mm -hmm. I was trying to talk about, you know, attending a conference in Portugal, right? And per, uh, Perry mm -hmm. <laughs> talked. And I think, um, of course, she's really been to the open source stuff, you know, way yeah. back. And I think um, she mentioned, I think, in that meeting, why, why designers, right, should know about GitHub and why they should use GitHub. I think it was even after that conference, I, I just went back, created an account on GitHub, but I basically didn't know what to do with it or what. And uh, funny enough, I didn't really go to search, but I know after a while back, I started searching and I even asked my colleague the question because of course I work with the company and I asked my friends, developers like, how do you guys think designers can use GitHub? Yeah. So, the question, the reply, but didn't really answer my question, right? And I'm glad you reply. And I just, yeah, I, I recall one of them saying that, man, you can't just think of ways designer can use GitHub, right? Because, you know, you talk about, a, you know, a version control, coding, and, you know, the fogging <laughs> and everything, too. <laughs> so, a whole lot, right? So, and it, I, I can't. I recall that particular he said he can't really think of ways designer but i wasn't satisfied with that reply and i kept on searching searching online and all that you know so 
Now, but contributing for like about eight months now, I would say to Chaos Africa, I've actually come to some of which I've documented and I, because I get to put up articles about open source and all that, some of which I've documented, I'm still putting that up together, right? So, so now designers actually, uh, because most open source, right? Because even even starts with the old history of open source, which I don't want to go into that, take, like take a whole lot of time to go into that, but so, when you look at open source rights, you can't really talk about open source and not mention GitHub, yeah. right? So, yeah, so now, and another thing is that one of the reasons why every designer will need to have that basic knowledge of, you know, the interface and how to interact, you know, or even get involved in discussion, you know, on GitHub, is because most of the open source projects you want to join will most likely be on GitHub. Right, will certainly have a repository on GitHub. And mm -hmm. um, as a designer, right, if you're searching for, besides maybe just Googling for an open source project to contribute to, right, yeah. which most likely sometimes takes you to a website, and from the website, you can decide to join their communication channel, be Slack and all that. But one of the ways, or one of the fastest ways, because sometimes you might drop the question in the Slack channel, come on, it's a community, and sometimes someone doesn't reply immediately. Yeah. And all that. So one of the uh, fastest way to get a project to start working on is going on GitHub, right? For example, you go on GitHub now and just search for chaos, you know, chaos badging or chaos project and all that. You find chaos organization. By the time you click on chaos organization, you navigate to, of course, you have the code, you have the issues and all that on GitHub. So you just navigate to issues because issues are more like tasks where there are open tasks and all that. Too. Yeah. By the time you click on issues, now you'll see it could be you could find design issues. You could search because, of course, for every issue that is open, if it's properly open, has a level to understand. Mm -hmm. It could be just like uh, most tax management tool, you use Trello, you use Asana, and, and all that. So you see design issue, maybe developer front end issue, product design issue, and all that. So, you know, you also find that because. One thing most people don't also know about GitHub is that it's not just about coding, coding, coding. You GitHub is also used for project management, actually. So you can actually view tasks, ongoing tasks, tasks in progress, and all that tasks that has been accomplished. You can also move tasks that just if you are very familiar with Trello. So you also have a bit of those experience on GitHub, right? Mm -hmm. So now it's just that GitHub just merge all these things, right? And of course, developers and designers can have a space where they understand, where they can work with, understand. So now you look up, go through issues or search, you could search for design issues, right? Let's say, oh, maybe there's a project, an issue that says we need a social media design for yeah. uh social so, so conference, or we need uh, maybe an UI update and all that. And as a designer, I feel like, oh, maybe I think I can work on this. Right. So what you do is first comment, understand. I maybe initiate a discussion, right? And okay, um, I maybe I can work on this, or I'm interested in picking this up as, as a project. You've initiated a discussion, understand which already is counted, you know, as a contribution, right? Because on GitHub you see the old green and green yeah. and all those things. Yeah. So that's just how you also start contributing to a project. So it's also counted as your activity on. On GitHub to so initiate it. So I'm coming to So if I yeah. come there and I see that kind of ticket, what I can do is create a, co a comment as like my contribution that I can handle this. 
then go back yeah. design it and come back and drop the figma link there or the link to the flyer there okay okay um that may not really be the best uh, way to go about it but one of the first thing you always do is indicate interest because you can't just see an issue right and you just go to contribute without indicating interest to work on it it's an open project meaning anybody can actually work on it right and so but if you now indicate and that oh I can work on this or I want to pick this up, then the maintainer of the project will assign the project to you on GitHub, meaning someone else cannot or shouldn't. But if I want to still contribute, I will be asked to collaborate or join you, understand, maybe collaborate with you to work on that, but not like take it on a separate path. And now um, now has like two designs to choose from who is best. And you know, if you give people that makes people feel you know less of themselves and okay yeah. maybe i'm not respected and valued so yeah. now when you do that now if um for example in case africa let me see you case africa as a, a case study here so if you indicate an interest right so one of the things we'll do is that uh, we add you to our figma workspace so where we kind of like love because we need to you know it's an open project i can just create my personal figma workspace and stuff. yeah that's, true. that's why it's open source Right. So that's why it's open source. Every other person should have access to that. So even anything should happen, right? Like the, the community doesn't get to lose, you know, design it assets is, or design files, you yeah. know, just like you have in your company where you know if you want to leave, you handle design stuff, right? Yeah. It's not the professional stuff. So it's just the same scenario here in open source. That's the whole idea. So if you go do your own thing and now share the link, it defeats the whole purpose of open source in a way so even when i want to like okay i'm not comfortable because i use adobe suits i use figma and all that so figma is a good tool to collaborate so but what i do as a design maintainer most of the times is that if i want to create a template and i feel like um i'll find it a lot more easier and flexible doing it with that uh, adobe illustrator so what i do is i work on it on adobe illustrator create a template a template from it and export it in a vector format you know take it to figma right and of course just work on the editable component and every other thing just you know adjust there right so that if let's say you want to work on maybe a flyer or maybe a certain template a youtube thumbnail or all those things right you, you can easily edit it anybody can oh just go and edit this right and then okay. work continue so the whole idea of a github one is uh being able to track contributions right that has been made understand giving everybody that space where they can just come and find issues right available to contribute because most people are like how i don't know are there issues because when i joined initially i didn't just know oh these are there are open issues on github yeah i'll just talk on slack what's going people just mm -hmm. i don't even know what's going on understand so yeah it was after a while now realized that github was like a different Right. So one of the things I try to do now is, you know, bringing, trying to make designers. I'm still learning how to use GitHub, right? Like some of the old technicalities and a few other stuff I need to know, right? To just get my work. It's just one of the things we've been in this space. I just have to learn. Right? So um, maybe a year ago, I wasn't using GitHub. I, I had this profile it was just there. And yeah. sometimes you apply for jobs and as a designer, they're asking for your GitHub. Like, it's not today, guys. <laughs> Why? It's asking for... But then I still share, but now I, I feel like I've not made a lot of contribution, but when I see the green 
just use up my profile now. I mean, it will feel good. So, if you ask for my profile, I'm going to both be sharing to you because I don't have less of contribution. So, if you ask why do designers use or mosaic use, it's really not a must, but I think it's just expedient, right? That you learn, right? If you must contribute, especially designers that really want to contribute to open source projects, you just need to, you know, have that basic knowledge. Of okay. it's not difficult, yeah. Yeah. It's not difficult, sir. That's what you are saying. Um, I, I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be other people, other testimonies. That say that. <laughs> so now, this is this is one thing that we do. Now, let me know if this yeah. is similar to what happens. If it's similar to like how to track work, so it's similar to yeah. how to track work, but I don't know if it's similar to like open source space. So at Unkoroku, that's not what company, right? Is uh, what? What did he say? Unkoroku is evil, so Unkoroku. Yeah, I will not try to pronounce that. Don't yeah, worry. Just, <laughs> just say, just say NK. We, we call it NK internally. So okay, at NK, NK yeah. this is what we do. So it's a it's an Igbo um dictionary that translates Igbo words to English words and English words to Igbo words and then no English or Igbo words into definitions of those Igbo words and then tell you the Igbo version of those words and give you audio pronunciation, right? And we have like an open API that anybody can use to build their own application. Uh, you can like build, use the audio recording, anything. So the API is open source. Anybody can contribute and use and use it. So here's how we track work is, I need the designs there. So if somebody comes up and like, hey, there's a new designer or there's like, is this feature we want to include? What I do is go to Notion, create a ticket, mm -hmm. And then from that ticket, I add my name, add the person's name, they add the work, describe everything, and then send. And I just leave it there. And that's how we track work. So you then move it from progress to done. And once it's done, we add it to development and like we monitor it till it launches. Is that similar okay. to what it's what usually happens? Like I think that's similar to what happens on GitHub as well. You know? Yeah, it's similar, it's very similar to what happened. GitHub, but one other thing you need to understand now is that you know, except maybe you're using a premium version of Notion, right? No, no, I can't have access to it, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. yeah, so, only, only people that join. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm just talking about in fact, you can join Slack via the GitHub route, and GitHub yeah. is open to anybody and everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, maybe as like some of our listeners right now, like, okay. What was this person we're talking about? So just jump on GitHub and just search for chaos, right? And you stumble on chaos, this thing in Africa, oh. just see an issue you want to contribute, start commenting, oh. and then you get the reply. And automatically, so, the so sometimes point. you also need to now the another reason, sorry to interrupt, but no, this is also one important thing I also love to mention is that some persons I I think um is a particular name they call them, but I can't recall. You know, some persons contribute to projects without being actively involved or being a part of that project. For example, you have um, these um, yearly open source events, yeah. Oktoberfest, yeah. you know, that usually comes up in October and all that. So where people contribute to different open source projects. So I, I can just go on GitHub search for, you know, a project. I'm like, okay, maybe this these guys just need someone to work on maybe a, a button for their next uh, design project, right? So I just create a few button components and everything, work on it, couple of everything, share the file with them, right? And move on. Oh. So I may not necessarily so but what you're saying now 
really implies our old man. I must provide my information, provide everything. Yeah. Understand. So, so if you if you do it that way, it means maybe people that just want to contribute that There are also set of people like, okay, I want to really be a part of this project. Right? Yeah. I want to have this project. I want to be here for a long, long run and all that. So, uh, GitHub just help kind of you know handle stuff like that. So, mm, I wanted to ask like specifically now this kind of um, project, if people can do that, if like, you know, contribute and just jack bar. And I was like, the key thing, yeah, the key thing that I think is different from what we do is making it open to everybody. Well, right now, only people who join the Slack and have access to that notion can see that these projects are available. And like, the yes. difference is like, yes. it's open to anybody. So anybody can search on the web and find out if this project is available to work on. And like, that's very yes. different. Yes. Yes, uh, and of course, that's just the whole idea of open source. Um, open source. The source must and always remain open. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's just it, bro. Yeah, let, let me let me give a quote. Is is a Gucci Mane quote or one of Gucci Mane's rap? And it's like, he without source is lost, but that same man can be lost in the source. <laughs> 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 so, okay, he he without source. Yes, he's lost. lost. But that's a man, man can, can be, be lost in the source. In the source. In the source. <laughs> like I am lost. Like if he if he puts it out, out of context or into context now. I've been in open source, you know, and I'm just lost. But I, I didn't know okay. well, any of these things. But like the rap is out of this context. So but, you know, I just just play around with that. But, okay, okay. But um let me let me let me also say that, you know, um Maybe I should also define like the whole aspect of contribution, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you talk about contribution, I think I published an article. Yes, I think it should be like a Twitter thread or. Okay. I'm going to link yeah, it in the I, description. I, so. Okay. Okay. So I I put up an article and um shared you know how to go about contributing or two ways majorly you can contribute to open source project as a designer. I like some like two key points, yeah. but what what are the nature of these contributions, right? Because that's another question you ask yourself. For maybe for a developer now, it could be oh, there's an issue, right? An issue to be like okay, um, uh, I should change maybe update so 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 stuff on my code base or do this or identify an issue. It, it, it could be a bug or something, and I fix it, right? And all that so. But for design, what's really the nature of the contribution? So uh, it, it first of all starts with this. Is also, how I love to put it, like in my house right now, I wouldn't expect someone to come and tell me, "Come on, Tinsley, it's time to maybe mop, or it's time to maybe take up cobwebs, or it's time to, you know." Once you've been able to understand the project, right? You understand the project. You know what this project is all about. At first, when I joined Chaos, I was constantly waiting for. You know, looking for someone to assign projects or assign stuff for me to do, which yeah. is actually what you find the scenario most times. A lot of persons join and they just want you to like message them, oh, come also, on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, expecting you like, to tell them that this is what we have. Let me onboard you. Exactly. Like, can you get on this? Exactly. Exactly. So, and I understand it's this whole work culture, right? That, of course, you have tags aligned for you in Trello. And I'm not saying most of the times you also find issues listed on GitHub, right? We have that part. There are issues listed on GitHub where, of course, you can do. But where there are no issues on GitHub, and these are an open source project, the 
because it's only when someone identifies something as an issue that such issue will be open on GitHub. Yeah. Well, that might actually be an issue, but no one has been able to identify it, right? So oh, you yeah. as a designer, as a UX designer, as a product designer that has been constantly telling us that you solve is at the end point. You make projects accessible, easy to use, <laughs> and all those stuff. Now you're in open source project and most open source, you know, softwares you also mm -hmm. agree with me out there, the usability is poor. Well, yeah. in the sense that because most times people don't really, it's just the old developer thing, right? Focusing yeah. more on functionality than maybe accessibility and all that. But since your specialty is in design, right? So you start looking at, we have someone in chaos, right? Um, Toria, she's big on accessibility. Understand? Yeah. So why well, does a busy designer? You know, like this stuff is not accessible. How do blind people get to interact with this platform? How do you know physically challenged get to interact with this platform? Understand? So you bring it, like different stuff to the table, right? We have content designers, right, on this whole project. We also have illustrators because as an illustrator, you can contribute to open source project. That's because mm -hmm. of course you know that now of course design trends and everything illustrations is really taking the center stage in a whole lot so you can find a better way to communicate all the things i've been saying here can be put into simple illustrations on how to okay the old twitter thread i made now can mm -hmm. be converted into maybe like few illustrations could be carousel on the chaos maybe instagram handle yeah and people interact with you too there are a lot of ways you can contribute to it could be their design um, and one of the things I pointed out yesterday too on that trail was that being able to identify an issue, it's actually a contribution. So as a designer, you don't necessarily have to push. I know people are just used to pushing, you know, uh, pictures. It seems I'm just, you know, just yeah. in that Figma, come up with something. Exactly. So if it's not on Figma, you know, but I, I think uh, maybe also a lot of designers also have to understand that there's so much about design outside Figma understand or before Figma, right? So it, that's kind of like where you kind of put your final thoughts together. But there's actually a lot of thought process that goes into design too, before you even get to Figma. Understand? So by the time you understand that, you know that now you can identify an issue, right? But identify an issue now, I might not necessarily have the expertise to solve that issue. Understand? Yeah, yeah. So I put it this way in the article that I could be just like you have um, conducting a usability test on a mobile application. Mm -hmm. I could identify a bug, right? Like I, I did a usability test in one of our company's products last week and identified some issues, of course, some which obviously were bugs. And I'm the product designer. That's not my place to solve the bug. I don't know if it gets, but yeah. I just had to, you know, you, you saw it and I was like... probably too busy. I didn't yeah. exactly. So now that issue is now open. So that way too is also a way for you to contribute to the project. Mm -hmm. So you can go through the ongoing design yeah, you can go through the design. If your specialty, your expertise in button designs, no problem. Just create buttons, create components, and make sure that the design components are consistent. Your own could just be like, oh, there are components created already. But are all the designers on this project actually making use of the components that are created? Because you know, open source, a lot of persons contributing, coming and going, coming and going, different people understand. And as a is the style guide updated to you know meet the demands, the design demands and all that because the the bigger the project goes, the bigger the, the design system, the style guide, you have to keep updating and all that. So you know it mustn't be you designing always. There are other things you can do. And as a graphic designer, 
not necessarily product design. You can contribute. You could, we have media posts we put up. You can make the designs and posts. You can conduct usability for most designers. Like I'm big on user research. I'm big on interviewing so, users and all that. So I could just go now and then turn maybe one open source project that they are mostly active on Twitter and just create graphics for their for all their Twitter threads and then put it on their on their Instagram and then you know exactly comment on on GitHub. Exactly. Exactly. So what but what you want to do first is initiate such conversation with the, now okay this is also very perfect because I mentioned it right uh -huh. on that thread to that. Now two ways to contribute now I'll say this and link it to what you yeah. just suggested. So two ways to contribute is one right there's an issue so the issue could be oh design a media flyer right for maybe uh, why you should join open source right yeah. and then you identify that and you contribute that's cool the the second issue could be you've looked there's really nothing and you oh these guys are just on twitter so what happens to maybe people on instagram so you guys have the content already on Twitter. Can we just at least do version people on Instagram and convert the content on Twitter to this thing? But that is not among the issues on GitHub. So what you now want to do is because it's not like your own project, your personal project. You want to discuss that with the maintainer, right? It could be the design okay. maintainer also if I'm in charge of the project. So by the time you discuss that with the person, I'm like, okay, that's a great idea. So the person will now decide to open that issue, right, on GitHub. Create a ticket for that on GitHub, right? So why create a ticket for that? That's also one other thing I mentioned in that show. I feel like the chat can't capture a whole lot. So if you are yeah. listening to me, just go it's all by yourself. Yeah, the, the yeah. link is in the description. You can just find it. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. So now you you create now the the maintainer will create a ticket for that, right? So now the whole idea for creating the old ticket is I also said that like um one would say, ah, I came up with the idea. So like you just said right now, just go ahead and make the design. But how about scenarios where you come up with the idea, but visual design is not your thing, but you just got this idea, right? Why can't you just do this thing? So meaning that um, even when you come up with the idea, you still need to create a ticket for that so that maybe someone with the expertise to work on that. So coming up with the idea does not necessarily imply that you'll be the one to work on it. Yeah. Because I think this happens a whole lot of times in open source communities where people feel like, oh, they have the idea for maybe they are not in the best place to work on that and yeah just keep it to themselves and yeah. the project is suffering right so whether you have an idea on the better way to develop the platform as maybe a software developer but you as a designer and you can't do the work of a software developer you just need to discuss with the maintainer because some maybe you may not have the access to create the issue yourself on github so that's why you always constantly have to discuss with the maintainer these guys establish a common ground and then the maintainer will now create an issue for that GitHub, right? And then you can, anybody interested in that can proceed. So like you also said, so once that issue you've discussed with the maintainer, I can now decide to like, okay, start making series of media designs for all their Twitter traits and then put it on Instagram. It's a way to contribute, right? It's a way to like, we have social media managers, right? Mm -hmm. Managing open source handles. I, if not, mm -hmm. it's just there. And you notice that most the open source handle, when you check, they don't post frequent. It's not like they wouldn't want to post, right? But people feel like I think maybe you have to be a developer for the need social media managers, yeah. but most of the time. So these are a lot of we need content writers, right? We need content, we need even a, a content designer, you know, because 
maybe the mind could be designing most open source projects while it's ongoing, still Lorem Ipsum and all that. Yeah. So we also need every when you talk about designers contributing, everybody just look at you have to maybe it's Figma, Figma, WXD. It's more, it's you. more than that. It's more than it's more than it down to the basic graphics and everything and what you can just imagine as a designer, what it means to be a designer. You just bring every single experience you have together. Yeah. So you, you, would, you, could just, you could just come to the team and all you do is you know help them find bugs or design bugs. And even as a designer, that's that's just that's that's contribution enough. Exactly. You can go through what other designers are doing and already if or maybe the because most times, for example, as a design maintainer, right? They are busy with a lot of other things, right? Yeah. In the community overseeing what's going on and every other stuff. So I may not have the time to go down in detail, like check every old grid spacing, everything yeah. down in detail and come on, it does that. So now, of course we have a style guide, like I mentioned initially. Now we have a design system in Chaos Africa, which guides some new designers coming on board to start working on a project. But then, you know, people, this is another thing I would, um, I'm going to mention to experience level two in open source projects is different. You you just have people that probably are not very experienced in the space. I have some persons tell me, oh, I'm just going to do it this way. I'm not good. Yeah, I was, I was getting you know, there too because experience is one thing I also face. Right? Like people join and either they have way high experience and you as a maintainer are like, okay, uh, I never reach your level yet. So how do we work? Or people join and they're like, you have little <laughs> experience and you're like, Okay, now uh, I have passed this level. How do I you know communicate with you? Go on, you know, tell me more. How do you manage that? Okay. <laughs> okay, so um well now I think that's the beauty of open source because the beauty of open source is going back to even Linux himself that started you know the old idea of open source and I know the fact that um anybody at any point in time can contribute understand irrespective of your skill level and so and i think in fact open source project is one of the best places for new designers right to come in experiment and learn and grow fast some persons are actually waiting for paid, paid internship <laughs> it's funny mm -hmm. but i think open source is just one of those places you know i never knew that before because you work on some very good projects you can talk about and all that so now, now one of the ways to handle that right is um to ensure that, in fact, having a design system in place helps sort out a whole lot of issues, you understand? And you know very well the importance of consistency in you know, design and everything. So, of course, when, when you have this now in place, right, I think every other thing can be a little bit easy to review, understand? So yeah. you can like just look at the overview or the, the functionality or usability aspect of things rather than, oh, as spacing should be this, or maybe the button size should be these. All those things have been defined, right? Yeah. For example, one of the things I, I did, it, the design system too in Chaos Africa is one of the things I, one of the projects I initiated when I joined. And understand because we didn't really have this. And one of the things to other templates like that is also some of the things I've been pushing. So 
so that for us, for new designers to be able to contribute, because maybe the big guys may not really have issues with that. They can jump on and do their own thing, flex yeah. their muscles. Mm-hmm. Or the newbies, like, you know, so it's also an opportunity for the new designers to learn. Now, I've had a scenario where um, I assign a particular task. Sometimes you kind of have this issue and like, okay, what are you comfortable working with? What do you think you're good at? Understand. Yeah. That's another way to make things open because it's not like you're in a job where, oh, whether you can or not, you just have to figure it out and work <laughs> on it. Yeah. You can challenge yourself to do that, but then you can like, okay, I'm not so good yet. That's Doesn't mean you're not working on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is what you want to start doing. You might not necessarily work with something that really involves you using general mm-hmm. auto layout, but then if that component is also important. Now, I, I had one contributor reaching out like, okay, I picked this to work on, but then I am currently learning this. And I want to, I don't know, do you have resources you can share with me to just help me better understand so that I can, yeah. so I, I share some resources with the person, mm-hmm. right? And then of course the person proceeded with learning and started working on what he he was supposed to work on. Yeah. So the point I'm making, yeah, you find that scenario. As a matter of fact, you find, yeah, you still find a lot of new bees per se in open source right now, because I think uh, this this ideology too, I, I I think it's a very bad one anyways. There's this ideology that again open source Africa per se, from what I've seen. It looks more like um people that are not so experienced. I'm not saying this is general. Yeah. No, no, go on, go on. I think I feel you. Talk. Yeah, yeah. So it's more like people open source is for people that are not especially experienced. for designers. Yeah. People yeah. are like looking like, for experience, okay, looking for ways to contribute. Yeah, yeah you don't have something doing. Come on, <laughs> just use open source to feel to feel it. So but I, I think it's wrong because what, what I'm saying is wrong is because um, I've interacted with some of our senior contributors and project owners in chaos. And when you consider the fact that these guys are experts, and I, I had a a conversation with a lady on Goofstag. Goofstag is one of the uh, open source projects. I happened to like just stepped in, but come on, guy, I was just busy with a whole lot of that. So we had this conversation and she's been at Drupal for like, um, I think she said like 20 years. And I, I I was surprised. I think it had 20 or 10, but I'm just sure that's, it was more than 10 years. That's a lot of numbers. I'm telling you the truth. And the, the most she's been able to accomplish and she's actually an expert in our field and everything. So the fact that you find people of this category, right? You know, contributing to projects tells you that there's so much more to open source project than maybe what we think it is over here where maybe when I'm less busy because you always tell people I'm busy I'm somewhere yeah. where I'm busy or I don't want to so open source is not a sprint it's a marathon right you just schedule right what time works with you and it talks you feel like okay, I can get done. I'm contributing to open source and I have a whole lot of other things going on in my life. So, <laughs> so, so I, I think it's just best understanding, managing yourself, actually. It's, it's like understanding like oh, how so like to I... contribute. Sorry to contribute. It's like understanding how to contribute. Then that makes it easier for anybody to contribute and still have 
you still keep your your shit together. I still keep your job. Still keep other things. Like the idea, like exactly. before you explained that for me, it was like I have to be embedded in the project and in the team and just be there. Yeah. But now it's more like you know, I think just take one weekend, just go through one put something like, <laughs> and like just find bugs, you know, create issues here and there, and then like give yeah. detailed feedback and then move on. So I know that project exactly. is new. Someone else will come and pick it up and like say, okay, I want to work on this. And like just can't do it. And you can you can add that to your it could be your portfolio or to your CV or to whatever. Yeah. You can write about it anywhere. And of course, no one will take it away from you as long as the project has been recognized, right? Yeah. Or like just in the case of developers, could be your pull request has been met, right? So yeah. for designers, could be your design has been accepted, reviewed and accepted. Like, okay, yeah. cool. They've used the design. Could be maybe for something, or it could be a hero session of the page, or whatever. Understand? Yeah. Been used to, you can actually claim that credit. Understand? On your CV, you can add it to your CV that you contributed to the yeah. project and yeah. all that. So, you know, even if you just want to just contribute and be moving about, just contributing. Excuse uh, me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I call it, How do I get started in terms of like resources? and stuff like that, you know? How do I find resources to learn? Let's say there's somebody else listening now. How do they find resources to learn? Where do they get started? Is there like a pool of projects they can jump on? Or I have to randomly, you know, Google search each open source project that I can contribute to? Okay, thank you so much. That's a great question. Of course, I was expecting it. So, um, well, Googling is also a very good place to start. But if you want to save yourself time to Google projects, you know, I believe you can just jump on GitHub, like I said. So most projects you find. In fact, I think in the course of um, maybe just prepping for this uh, podcast anyways, I I, I stumbled on um, a, a video. Actually, um, a guy talked about in an untitled conference, design conference, I think the t-shirt you have. That just yeah. Oh, me. I'm wearing your shirts, by the way. You need to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um a guy talked about he talked about um I, I never really even talked about open source. He said that um you know on Figma where people create templates, right? And then you go duplicate it and use it and all that. He said that's open source, right? That's kind of like because open source, you know, it's just giving back to the community. So you have people duplicate other people's templates, like two thousand, a million duplications and and so on and so forth, understand? So this kind of like helps you, for example, it helps you maybe make things faster, create stuff faster, understand? So that's what open source does, right? So you, if you want to at that level, right? Like oh, as a designer, I want to create maybe a design system which a very comprehensive design system, most of the times you find that it's being sold. Maybe if you follow Mizuko and all those guys. Yeah, all those guys. <laughs> so, so tell you, oh, by the time you just, get some part like the other parties you base those sort of things. So if you now want to probably pick a few other couple of designers with you and work on an updated material thing, you know, design template and all that, yeah. updated, understand, and put it out there on Figma, right? Make it open. Understand people duplicate it, use it for their project. That's a way for you giving back to the design community. And people can constantly because you can also create a project from that understand where you gather designers just to be working on updating stuff like that so you can create that one but if you want to contribute to maybe other projects to as a de designer for example the chaos project so i mentioned that uh, 
if you're lucky enough, probably just hit me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Like, okay, Kensley, how do I contribute? Then you're interested in sticking around to contribute. Then I'll probably share our workspace link with you so you join our Slack workspace. But why do you say join. lucky enough? Kingsley, why do you say lucky enough? <laughs> Are you hard to reach? Um, okay, not not like hard to reach. Like um, maybe I I also consider myself like lucky you're reaching out to me and stuff. So okay, yeah, okay. look at yeah. So so if like we are lucky and you just want to because you know it's always about taking the action to get this mm-hmm. done right you know so if you message me on LinkedIn okay. and you know on Slack or on Twitter rather so I'll share workspace with you so you join our Slack workspace and then maybe you know add you to a repo and then you see projects we you know but if you don't want to go through all that. And after listening to this podcast right now, like, okay, I want to go straight up and start contributing or seeing issues to contribute, then just go to GitHub, right? Go look for open source project, or maybe if you search on Google for open source project, so maybe you could see WordPress, you could see Chaos, you could see other open source projects, you could see UTC, and then you now take the name. So let me just assume you don't know any name of any open source community bonds. So, yeah. so you search Google can help you with the name. Even Chat can help you with the name. So you go on GitHub, right, and then search for their repo repository, right. So mm-hmm. when you search, right, you just navigate to the issue tab. So the issue tab is where you find ticket that has been created for you know tasks, more like issues are kind of like tasks, mm-hmm. right. So you find these issues and. You find just search for design issues. They will always have levels, right? If it's a uh-huh. developer issue, you know, if it's a design issue, you know, they have levels. Uh-huh. So now you pick a particular issue. And like I said, you don't just jump right on your Figma or your Adobe Illustrator or Photoshop, XD, any of those tools you use and start creating your stuff. What you do first is initiate a conversation or a discussion with uh-huh. the maintainer. Or like when you click on that issue, you see a comment session on GitHub where you can add the comment like okay i am interested in working on this and add your comments oh, okay. and that's just where it all starts right so okay. you must you you will certainly get a reply from the maintainer of the project or anyone involved right and from there like okay proceed and you start working on it. it's really not different from your regular design work it's just that it's open source yeah, yeah. so that's how you go about contributing mm-hmm. so I, did. I don't know if that makes sense or yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes that's there's nothing that makes sense. I did bad or good like open source projects. You must use bad or good <laughs> here. I know you have been avoiding it, so you must use bad or good. <laughs> well, um, maybe I would say I haven't contributed long enough to probably be a judge. Mm. <laughs> mm. You don't <laughs> you define corner corner where you could take avoid the bad or good question. Uh, no. <laughs> Um, I think um, whether it's bad or good is just within the context of um, um, how it appeals to you as a person, how the, pro- how the project appeals to you as a person, right? So, um, so far, I would say Chaos Africa, right? It's been a good project for me. Why? Because I have actually learned, I've connected, I've networked with a lot of persons, right? So, I've gotten a lot of plenty benefits from Chaos Africa. Ah, money, shares, swags, jobs. You have traveled out of the earth. 
Yeah, there's actually a whole lot of open source always do for you that your paid job can do for you, actually. So, well, that's a story for another day. So, let's go back to the discussion. <laughs> let's go back to the discussion. Yeah, if, avoid, if they avoid waiting to make people come, something be that place. Something <laughs> be. Something be. Go on. Yeah, let's, go on. let's go back to the discussion. So, um, so now, you, I think that's why I, it's kind of important for you to pay attention to looking out for good projects. So good projects in the context, what's good for you? Okay. So what's good for me may not necessarily be something good for you. Okay. Good for me could be, oh, this project is, um, there are a lot of things that are defined already in this project. Understand? I, I, I once spoke with a designer that said he joined a certain open source community and <laughs> once he landed on their Figma space, he was confused, he didn't know what was going on. Everything was just like, not yeah. able to organize designs everywhere. You don't even know where to go, what to watch, and all that. You know, mind you, there are also people to influence Africa, and what they do is just to make sure that you know things are rightly labeled, yeah. right? To yeah. ensure that as you come in, understand you are not just looking around like you oh, know where to find what I need to do that. So, <laughs> so these. Like I said, it's not always about design, design. It's just about making life easy, understand? So, which designers brag about. So, okay. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like, so, what some persons like, they like things organized, right? So, for me, I'm looking at a project that is organized as the, the maintainer is active, and that could be a good project. And a project, I probably, I want to identify this project because maybe there are certain benefits I can get from the project too. You know, there are a lot of other benefits like that. Some could be like travel benefits, and some could be like, like speaking engagement and all that that comes and comes with certain benefits and you're enjoying that benefit, you know, as mm -hmm. a contributor, right? So now, that could be good in your own context. You no know, bad could be in the context of, uh, oh, maybe this project is really not active, understand, and there's nothing really going on, or the project is not exciting, understand. I don't enjoy working on the project, but that also goes back to you because, like I said, you just spend time first studying the project. Are you sure you're okay with this project? Are you interested in this project? Does this sound like something that appeals to you? Then okay. if it sounds like something that appeals to you, then it's certainly going to be a good project. If it doesn't, maybe you are the one that will find faults with the project. Mm -hmm. But you still find other people understanding, enjoying, and talking about the project to be resenting. So that's just it. That makes sense. So, Makes sense. Okay. I, 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 I keep asking you questions. I say, for now, like, next one hour, we'll just be going. Like, I don't know. Questions keep coming to my head. Yeah. So far, yeah. this, this, this it, it, it's, it's okay. We can we can just have some chats of podcast time. I've been now. very open to that time. Okay. No, that means we have to do this again. <laughs> you have to come on the podcast again. I, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm putting you on the spot. Are you going to come on this podcast again? <laughs> Um, I'm most certainly going to go on this um, station again for the fact that I'm not sure that this is actually my very first podcast. So. Okay. okay, nice. I think it's actually worth coming back here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. Yeah. So, <laughs> this, this is coming to the end and I have more questions. However, you know, we can't spend much yeah. time. So, where can people like find you aside Twitter? You, know, you share your resources, your Twitter link, Link to your thread, your article. Do you have a YouTube video, a YouTube channel as well? Okay. 
No, I, I don't, like yet. you. I, I, I don't maybe, yeah, yet, actually, yet. Well, I was actually thinking of TikTok, you know, TikTok is becoming a thing where yeah. perhaps I, I can do more about mm -hmm. this because probably not be able to really organize what you're doing, but then just get a lot to, because for me, one of the things I really want to do, the problem I really want to solve in this space is that you and I know so well that the open source hasn't really been a challenge. I would put it that way for developers, yeah. right? And it's really been, it's just like more like developer thing. That's the how the culture has always put it, like make yeah. it feel like it's just a developer thing. But when I join, mine is to bring more designers into, make more designers see reasons, you know, at any level, understand, you know, to see reasons to contribute to open source projects, right? Right. So, you know, build this culture of designers, understand, seeing the need to, you know, give back. Yeah. As designers, we actually take a whole lot, actually, because even most of the tools we use as designers too are actually open source. Understand? Most of the tools we use, you talk about like tools like Blender, it's yeah. a whole lot of that is being done by people, understand, developed by people. We have tools out there that you download resources from, you know, it could be 3D, you know, all those things are created by people. These are open source projects. And, um, you know, I, I, for me, I think I just came with a conclusion. I came up with a conclusion that, um, yes, um, maybe open source must have started with, probably open source started with coding, right? Yeah with writing codes, but certainly the future of open source or where open source is headed or probably whatever is going to be come out of open source is just going to be revolved around design, understand? Because now, especially in an era where you're talking about low code and no code, understand? Yeah. The future is moving to, you know, accessibility, ease of usage and all that. And who are those that are in a better position to talk about this more than designers? So you yeah. see more reasons why designers, you know, should come into open source, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, but this is actually what I want to, like, this is what my goal as, you know, as a designer in this space, what I, my my goal is, what I aim to achieve, I seek to achieve in this space. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That's good. I'm looking, 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 definitely looking forward to that future. You know, like with the whole AI thing, I swear, that's another gist guy. Like having the whole AI thing. Yeah, I saw um I'm going to put the thread. I saw I'm going to put it link to the tweet in the description yeah. for people listening. But I saw this tweet where this guy literally just typed out shit, just typed, and then the whole um the AI just builds the UI for it. And I'm like, this is it's scary and it's also interesting at the same time. Because I'm like, wait, so you mean a startup founder. Well, I think that's the case where a startup founder could easily just come up and build UI from scratch and use it to launch his product. But is this sustainable in the long run? Can we see we can see if we continue that just <laughs> of course there's been a quote going around that um AI will not take your job, but someone using AI will actually. Oh. So um I don't think for one, because one common factor among AI, as you always know, is that there are machines, obviously, they don't have emotions, right? Yeah. And this is one thing that really separates human from, you know, AI. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really going to be a whole lot. I personally use AI for a couple of other cells. I do a lot, and I must say that it's huge, honestly. And if you're not even using the AI, I don't even know how you're working currently. I, <laughs> I don't know how you manage to do your work and handle some crazy tasks. It makes my whole thinking, because it, it makes me spend less time on thinking, actually. So now, I feel like it's just going to transform a whole lot. Or perhaps maybe we wouldn't really want to judge because when you look at some of those uh, UIs generated by um, these AIs, they're not really realistic and more like what's your yeah. daily usable kind of with, you know. So, but then I'm, I'm not still going to judge. I wouldn't want to be among the people judging that right now because, you know, these things just keep developing yeah. time. Yeah. So, based on information that is being supplied and all that and of course it's always falls back to the prompt and all that so we believe that over time this is going to change it's going to get a lot better and maybe they come up with better results but then i feel like um a designer right with ai it's more like um come on you're really going to be one of those superheroes you know in marvel movies and all that so because you have the emotions, right? Mm -hmm. And the emotion aspect of things. You can empathize more. Empathy is the key mm -hmm. word right there. Because even look at it as a designer, when you do all those badass designs and put up the app on App Store, it's not about the founder using AI to generate this thing. And the bottom line is people have to use. And yeah. usability is not always a function of how amazing. Usability is not a function of how amazing your app looks. <laughs> There's just yeah. something funny about usability. And one one other funny thing about usability is that people even use your product for certain things you didn't even account for. Exactly. Exactly. So so over time, it's also something that you as a product owner now realize over time and probably tend to start making provision for that and probably see how you can even make profit of that. And so now when you also look at that and what some of the screens the, the it's just not, it's just human plus AI is going to be wonders. But when you just look at AI, just like, oh, it's just AI doing everything. I, I, I think it's really still going to take a whole lot of time. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't want to be one of those guys in history that doubt the possibility of this. I don't want to do that in history. Like, oh, uh, so that's why I'm saying that I believe that over time, right, you know, everything, these guys, AI will just basically work data. Right, the okay. data you supply, the more refined the data, the more time and all that. So the attitude is gonna get better and better and better. So yeah, that's just my thought. Yeah, I I I can't so, agree. I can't agree less, guy. You are very correct about it. You know, more people who can use it have an advantage. And like the aspect where it's 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 not specific enough that it can have common sense, right? So it's like. It can design you a screen or a landing page. But then the people who are going yes. to use that landing page are probably going to use it in instances that AI cannot judge. However, if you're a human being, you can easily make yes. that decision. It's the fact that it lacks common sense gives us that edge over it. And I think that's that's a selling point. But the, do you know? Mm -hmm. let, let, me, let, me, let me let me also add this to you know, when you have like um you know, because I also, in, I, I'm saying this because I also enjoy this part of user 
research mm-hmm. and you know user interviews right so yeah. one of the things you use probably one of the things that helps you make decision you understand to not just about what the users say when you interview because how they react their gestures right yeah. so now gestures because i can tell you i am fine well obviously my gesture doesn't show that i am fine yeah so i am typing telling ai that i am fine at the moment yeah it's just taking what i'm saying but as a designer that i've been able to interact with the user i have seen the user that's why cases where you also have one-on-one interviews are also very key where you study a certain yeah. user group how they behave not just their feedback so how they behave also influences you know your design decision so when it comes to that at the moment i don't think that sometimes how people can't describe how they behave well you can make things out of how these gestures right because you're human you can relate to that it's just something yeah. you know because you're human yeah ai doesn't understand exactly exactly that's what i'm saying that not until this ai also gets to a point where they can decode certain gestures and make certain conclusions right then uh, i think every other thing right now is more like um like you say just like the way you explain you know just taking off just making more generic things right and um, based on data supplied and won't be able to make some very key user-centric <clears throat> decisions because of this whole factor right now that I just put Yeah. So that's important. Yeah, that's true. I, I agree with that. It's, it's very similar to when we had the Web3 Kini, that the whole, everybody was going to Web3, the whole Web3 boards. You know, now, uh, well, I'm not saying... Web3 designer. It's cool. This discussion was nice. I, I, really, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I really did enjoy it, guys. Uh, I, I'm looking for this time. Great talking, actually. Yeah, you know it's nice. It's always it's always fun. It's always fun <laughs> for me talking to like new people that you know I find really interesting sometimes about product design. Mostly when they're Nigerians, like it just makes so much sense. Yeah, thank you very much for coming, Kingsley. Um, uh, come to the end. I'm really excited. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. You know. Uh, there's this thing where I do for all my guests is I give them a match. This is not a match, but it's a not just design match. It's nice. So okay, when when that time come, I would I'll send it for you. Now let's see if you. Wow, I was expecting it right. Say when that time come. <laughs> it's not it's not that far. It could yeah. be at end of this February. You know, I'll send it to Portacourt, and I hope I hope Fue has not increased the price. Let it not be more expensive. <laughs> and be sure to sell. Well, wow. <laughs> wow. I'll take it was very thank you. Thank wow. you so much. Thank you for coming. It was good having you here. You know. Um have a nice day. Namaste. Namaste sensei. See you on the next <laughs> For people listening, Bye. thank you. For people listening, link yeah. to find Kingsley's in the description. You can always reach out there. And uh, yeah, if you have any other interesting topic you want to speak about, you know, or you want to hear me speak about to anybody, let me know. Um, this podcast is sponsored by Narrow Sean. And bye. Have a nice day, Kingsley. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. Bye.